0: Hello and welcome to the Whispering Woods podcast. I'm Sarah and I am Toby and in today's episode we are going to be talking about crawlers. First of all we'll start with a couple of (laughs) okay say it reviews and I need to add as well that we're both really suffering with a cold still so if my voice is a bit husky on the next few episodes that's the reason why please bear with me
1: here's a review from allergy none i'm sorry if i said your name wrong I'm not good with pronounced nations but they said i really enjoyed these podcasts strangely personable and scary at the same time hope there will be more perhaps some uk tales yeah and just to say we will be doing some uk tales
0: and folklore we've got a special one planned for christmas day we touch on the uk a bit in next week's episode but yeah we definitely have the uk coming up mine is from non-artist who says super scary new podcast i'm just going to read a little bit of this because it's really long but thank you for taking the time to write everything that you did I've been looking forward to this new podcast since the teasers and previews started appearing some months ago, and it doesn't disappoint. The Whispering Woods podcast is a mother and son team sharing their likes and dislikes of all sorts of paranormal and unexplained stories and happenings. And the stories sure are spooky. Thank you. Thanks so much. Shall we move on to the subject? Yes, we should. Okay, as normal. This is an introductory bit. It's quite short. Links are in the episode description. Let's go! Crawlers are said to be extremely thin, unearthly humanoid creatures. With very pale, almost translucent skin, they stand at least eight feet tall and lurk in the shadows of the night. Sometimes travelling on two legs, sometimes four, they have shiny, reflective eyes and will often feast on the animals of the forest. Appearing as if out of nowhere, they are known to intimidate and instill a sense of dread in those who are unfortunate enough to see them. In 1994, a victim of such a sighting in Willow Creek, California was spending the evening in his sleeping bag in the sunroom under the stars. The house was a two-bedroom property situated out in the wilderness, and the Trinity River almost ran through the backyard. He was awoken suddenly, and for no discernible reason, shaking off the last remnants of sleep, he was overcome by a sense of pure terror. At first, he could see no reason for this reaction, but slowly lifting himself to get a better look outside, he saw a lone figure staring at him. The creature was tall and gaunt, with human-like features that looked as if they had been squashed flat. It had shining white eyes and stood around seven to eight feet tall which the witness deduced as the chain-link fence had come up to its armmates. Ducking down beneath his sleeping bag, he then heard heavy footsteps, walking upon the deck and up towards the sunroom. It was then silent for a while, and he risked a peek from beneath his sleeping bag. Through the panelled sunroom, he could see large, pale feet with gnarled toes and dirty toenails. The next thing he recalls is being awoken the next morning by his father. And later, having told his family of the strange figure, they could find no evidence of this nocturnal visit. So, scary
1: factor. Out of ten for crawlers. Well... I don't find it that scary, but if I did see it in real life, I would be pretty shooken up, yes. Yeah, like my, most things. they These things, from what I can gather, seem to
0: hide. Um, not that it's easy to hide, but then I guess it would be if you were really tall and slim, you could hide in the woods. And I guess being the kind of light colour they are, they could pretend that they were a silver birch (laughs) do you know what that is a tree yeah it is (laughs) so i think you know in the woods opposite us we've got there's like a pine forest bit but there are some silver birches so i'm gonna be
1: freaking out now when we go for a walk oh no (laughs) so why is it called a cooler then well, they do actually crawl,
0: if you can imagine, in some of the other stories that I've read, that they go down on all fours and will crawl quite rapidly towards you. Can you imagine that? Yeah. <laughs> Freaky. It's a bit like there's another creature. What's it called? The rake. Yeah, the rake. I yeah, know that. Yeah, it's a bit similar to the rake. I think we'll do the rake, we'll cut the rake at some point.
1: Mm. So what is their purpose, to kill people, to do other things? What is it?
0: Yeah, I've not really read anything where they harm people. I like to think of them as more like a guardian of the forest. But you said they eat forest creatures. Yeah, but you have to protect the ecosystem. So, you know, they're just doing their bit. Yeah. (laughs) As long as they don't eat
1: me, I'm cool.
0: (laughs) Right, are you ready for the... First story Yes This one is from a Reddit user Kyria Risu I will leave a link in the description And I just want to say a quick thank you For allowing us to share your story Kyria Risu <laughs> Sorry if I've mispronounced that
1: It's a handle on Reddit Okay, are you ready to buy us? Yes I am and do not call me that I'm so sorry, it just slipped out <laughs>
0: So thinking back now, this must have been around the early summer of 2014, late June-ish. It's been quite a long time, and of the weird supernatural or paranormal things I've felt I've ever experienced, this was my worst encounter. To begin with, I used to smoke on top of my roof. You can chalk it up to being a teenager and liking to do dangerous things, although I always felt relatively safe while doing it. I had made a habit out of it for years and it was sort of a fun thing for me to do back then. I really liked the peaceful vibe while stargazing and watching sunsets blowing smoke rings. Anyways, one night I do my regular routine which had been hand rolling a tobacco cigarette. Really glad I grew out smoking and I sat on the middle part that divides the roof over my garage so basically the centre of it. I had been so caught up in being careful climbing to my spot before I noticed something incredibly strange on the shed about 20 feet away. Luckily, not directly connected to the roof I was on. It was a grey, lanky, emaciated, sinewy-looking creature. At first, my brain could barely process what I was seeing and I thought it must have been an hallucination. My whole body was frozen for a good ten seconds at minimum. But I also knew that if this was a real creature, that I was in mortal danger. It had a silvery membrane flesh look, natural skin covered sparsely in unkept patches of white hair. The creature's skin seemed to glow lightly, in a reflective manner in the moonlight. It was very golem like but somehow thinner, primitive and even more wild-looking. I do remember being flashed with a cat-like glimmer from the creature's eyes, so I assume it had some level of nocturnal vision. It was postured in a crab-like bipedal position, which is sort of funny because I had actually been in a similar crouch stance to keep my centre of gravity low. No need to fall off a roof, laugh out loud. It turned its head in a questioning, puzzling way at me, like it was surprised to see me there. When I started to slowly move, it mimicked my movements. It felt like it was mirroring me, which, if I understand correctly, can be a sign of aggression. Maybe curiosity, but it didn't feel welcoming. As I stared at it more, I could tell it wasn't human. Or if it ever had been, it was so long ago, because its entire form was twisted and evil-looking. At least in a classical monster movie way. The last sequence I remember from this ordeal was that I instinctively pivoted around and in the same motion did a crawling dash straight back to my window launched myself into my room and slammed the window shut plus locked it and dropped the curtain immediately I never looked back because I knew if I did I could die from whatever that thing was so toggling back to modern day now This situation has haunted me and made me more open-minded to the idea of cryptids being a real possibility. I was more sceptical of them before, but seemed to accept the existence of spirits more easily. I do not believe what I saw was a hallucination of any kind. As it appeared physical, the creature seemed solid and appeared to be on top of my shed, perched and monitoring me. I've told this story to many of my family and friends so far, and a lot want to dismiss it as me imagining it, or being sleep deprived. All I know is I saw something otherworldly in that moment, or even something so strange and foreign that its shared resistance on Earth is thought of as an impossibility, If anyone has a reason to believe this isn't a crawler, let me know. I do live in the Pacific Northwest of the US and read about wendigo, skinwalkers, and various other unnatural sightings to try and figure out what I had an encounter with. Last note I do remember feeling a complete, overwhelming sense of fright and sickness for at least a day afterwards. I've related to some similar experiences since reading more stories. Thanks for reading. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
1: Well, at least you, that will put you off fags for life. Wouldn't it? Do, do you know what I find
0: really freaky about that? What? Is the way it's mimicking her movements. Mm. Can you imagine just like looking up, seeing a long spindly creature looking right at you and copying your every move?
1: I see that every morning. Yeah? Yeah. When Barbara comes in, my
0: room. <laughs> I was going to say not me because I'm not <laughs> long and <in> spindly.
1: <laughs> I'm the shortest sight
0: with the whole family. Yeah, I don't even know how I gave birth to you lot. <laughs> <laughs> you were the biggest. Yeah, nearly ten pounds. So, do you think these things are cryptids? Huh? Do you know what a cryptid is? No. Right. So, cryptids are creatures that people report seeing, but Nobody really knows if they're real. So like mm. Bigfoot. You've heard of Bigfoot, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. Um, so they're not folklore. Well, I guess they could be classed as that. Um, they're not ghosts or things like that, but they are actually creatures. Now, I have a theory on cryptids mm. because I am a watcher of the secret of Skinwalker Ranch. I believe they come in through doorways from another realm.
1: Ooh! What do you think? Do you believe in cryptids? Like Loch Ness Monster? Um I might have when I was younger. I'm not sure, not too sure about now. No? Oh it's a bit like Santa, isn't it? Like I enjoy the stories and that, I just wouldn't couldn't really imagine it in real life. So what aspects of the paranormal do you believe in? Ghosts. Yep. I believe that zombies could happen. I'm hoping that they happen cause oh, no. <laughs> you, oh, the whole family knows about me and zombie apocalypse. Elizabeth. Yeah,
0: you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about you? You de- believe in demons, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. What about UFOs?
1: Yeah, I've seen I've seen UFOs. Yeah. Tell me about what happened again. wasn't much to it. Walking up past church and see like well some people fingers playing because it's got obviously got flashing lights on it but I had like a lot of flashing lights I had like five different flashing lights just going zooming across the sky and I was like right yeah I think I saw a UFO well I did I did see a UFO once Mm. but whether it was
0: alien I don't know but mine was two lights circling around in the sky and they were like dancing together Mm. and then they came together and shot off really quickly up in the air. Mm. Really, that freaked me out. That shivered my
1: timbers. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time when I was with, in the car with Milo mm-hmm. a couple years ago, driving down past the park, and I was looking to the sky. I got a video of it somewhere, but we just look into the sky and it's just like, I don't know what it was it was a meteor or something because like there was something just flaming coming down from the sky like we all saw it I had a video of it but it was just something falling from the sky and it was like red and it was like it was creating a trap going by right. it's just falling down right. like what yeah it's probably a meteorite yeah you, do, you know they do drop mm.
0: I was 20 years old I had left home when I was 16 years old and decided to explore the world and see what I could find. I have been in Texas and Louisiana most of my life. I had been raised in Louisiana for the most part. I went from Missouri to New York, California, anywhere in the United States I could have decided to go. Finally, I decided to go home. Well, up until then, I had been staying in Oklahoma when I received a phone call from my mum saying that she might be dying from cancer. I came to find out later that she actually wasn't. She just wanted me home. I was hitchhiking through Oklahoma and was near the Chickasaw National Park. In two days, I hadn't been able to catch a ride. Sticking out my thumb, doing all that, and nobody stopped. So I said, oh well... And pitched a tent in the national park. I decided to explore some and I followed the paved road until I got to the camping area. There was a fire pit off a little ways from the road and it was a clear area. There were picnic tables, so I decided that's where I was going to camp that night. I went to explore a little bit and followed a deer trail into the woods. As I was walking, I looked to my left on the ground and there was a hawk laying there with no head, as if it had been burned off. An eerie feeling came over me, but I just brushed it away as me being paranoid. I already had some paranormal experiences, but never came across one where it involved animals. So I walked away and went back to the area that I had decided to pitch my tent that night. I sat there until it started getting dark and I set my tent up. I left the tent flap open because it was a very cool afternoon. Finally, night came. The street lamps that were along the paved road came on. The lights were good enough to where I could actually read a book. At that time, I was reading Anne Rice, Queen of the Damned. As the time went on, I started to get sleepy. I reached up to zip up my tent flap and looked over at the streetlight that was directly in front of my tent. Standing there, directly under the streetlight, was a creature as tall as the streetlight. Well, maybe not as tall, but maybe a couple of inches directly underneath it. Its hair was very, very long. It looked a little hunched. I couldn't see any eyes because the hair seemed to be there in front of its face. It was all in black as far as I could tell but what little skin seemed to stick out was as white as chalk and what little bit of skin I could see was its hands which clearly went past its knees. The hands were just hanging there its nails were black very black So dark it seemed to absorb the light. It just stood there and seemed as if the air surrounding it was vibrating. There was a type of static, it seemed, in the air. Now don't get me wrong, I was very startled and afraid. I didn't know what this was. Then suddenly, underneath the hair, I could see white start to show. And it was as if the creature was smiling at me. It stood there for a very long time. Finally, as I was looking at it, something came over me. Now you may not believe me. You might say this story isn't true. But I know that it happened. I know that it happened to me. I grew angry. I grew really angry. I felt a rage inside me and it grew very strong. I stared the creature down. I got out of my tent, stood up and looked straight at it and said I'm not afraid of you, you have no power over me It seemed to make the creature laugh and all that did was make me even more angry I stood my ground, I again told it I'm not afraid of you, you have no power over me I stood there staring at it for what seemed like the longest time white hot rage growing inside me when all of a sudden I heard a loud snap behind me I turned around quick to find out what the noise was there was nothing there and then a thought suddenly occurred that this thing's probably behind me now I turned around quick again And looked towards the streetlight, and it was no longer there. I bundled up in my sleeping bag after it disappeared. That night, as I slept, I had a horrible nightmare of the creature standing over me, laughing with a toothy grin. The next morning, I packed up my stuff and looked towards the streetlight where the thing had been standing. There was blood on the streetlamp pole. I no longer had that anger that I had felt. I was very scared. So I gathered up all my stuff and got out there as quick as I could. I headed to the highway, stuck out my thumb and thankfully someone picked me up. I have never been back to Chickasaw Park since that night. I never plan on going back there ever again. A word of warning. Be careful where you camp. You never know what you might come across. You might not believe what I have written, but it did happen, and it happened to me. You gotta love a bit of camping. No. No, you love camping. Yeah, I love camping. Yeah, you love it because you love getting creeps right out, don't you? Yeah. Can you remember year six? Was it? Year?
1: No, it was year five camp. When that year five camp, something happened when you actually went on camp. Yeah, no, that was year four camp. Year camp. four. What happened? Oh, there was like, all right, everybody went around the woods, and like there was this woods right by our camp, and everybody kept saying that they saw this creature in the woods with like a white mask and like a uh, like chopper like a machete or something <laughs> sounds like Halloween yeah and um no Jason Boyes yeah Jason Boyes yeah and uh when I was walking down because we had to walk go we had to walk down through this woods bear in mind this like the amount the same amount of distance as the wood the part woods at the park to walk up to the woods we had to walk down that to brush our teeth mm-hmm. and then we had to walk all the way back and I saw a dog walking across the path and it was bleeding oh. it was like some brown dog and I was like I just, just bricked up
0: and ran yeah I, lo- I used to love school camp we used to go to Charmouth, which is by Line Regis yeah and the camp tale that um, that every year was told was called Headless Hetty <laughs> and Mr Wong who was our primary school um, head teacher used to tell the story and I was so looking forward to it, but I was so nervous. When I was little, I still do now. Actually, I get got the giggles when I was nervous, and because I couldn't stop giggling, I got sent out of the tent. Right halfway through Headless Hetty story, and I had to sit in the tent in the pitch black on my own. And there were cows mooing. Mm-hmm. I, I was pe- I was I was so frightened. I was only about oh ten. Um, because and also because then we were all quite restless, running in and out of the boys' tents. As girls, we then Mr. Cook um, got us all up at like six a.m. and we had to run around a field and do laps—thirty laps or something.
1: Cruelness. I remember Year Four camp when we didn't we didn't really stay in tents. We stayed in like there was one massive like gazebo kind of thing and it had all beds in it. Mm-hmm. But it was like military beds like like them things you see out on military films like type of beds like that. Yeah. So it's really uncomfortable. <laughs> I know the ones that are just sort of canvas with metal metal like legs yeah. and stuff, yeah. Metal metal legs had. and like some weird material. <laughs> well, we'll leave
0: you to ponder camping. <laughs> as we draw close to uh what number? This is number 6 isn't it? Yeah I think so Yeah. So and just to note that from tomorrow we'll be starting the Will of the Wisps These are just really short little tales to take us up to Halloween We'll be doing our usual longer episode on Sunday which is like our Halloween special and that one I'm really looking forward to because
1: what we'll be discussing is freaking scary, man. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, stay tuned till the next episode and have a good day. Yeah, take care, everyone. <laughs> take care, everyone,
0: take care, everyone, and um, we'll catch up with you soon. Bye bye. luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life.